Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Jesus, we thank you so much that you love us. We thank you, God, that we can come to you in prayer. We thank you that we can partner with you and be used by you, that we can encourage each other. And so, Father, we just pray that we'd be obedient, that we would hear clearly because we've spent time with you. We would know and understand because we have met with you. We know your heart because you've caught our tears. Jesus, we lift up our family and friends. We lift up those that do not know you. We lift up those that you would give to us to be good stewards of um, of our fellowship and our time together, but even more that they would know your love through salvation. So Jesus, we say thank you that you are with us, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And again, I think I shared it before, but I was told if you touch your hat, you don't have to take off your hat as a sign of respect um, as you pray. Yeah, you can write in the comments if you agree with that or disagree with that. But as we continue, we just look at uh, God's word and what he's done. And we just are so thankful for uh, all of you. And as Pastor Appreciation has taken place this month, we thank you for the cards and the gifts, uh, taking us out for lunch and all of those details. We're just so blessed to uh, serve and be a part of what God is doing. And then through this local church, Living Hope Wesleyan, hopeforvermont.org, you can find the uh, podcast, YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan Church. The podcast is at Living Hope Wesleyan. But uh, from the New Living Translation, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in a place of honor at God's right hand. If this is not encouraging, then take a pause, say, Jesus, help me see your word and your truth and be encouraged since you have been raised to new life with Christ. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in a place of honor at God's right hand. When I looked at Colossians 3 in my Bible, I had to look at other uh, Bibles and translations because my Bible, this uh, Bible here, the... Um, very fancy Hebrew Greek keyword study Bible. It says for this section, rules for holy living, rules for holy living. And I was like, oh, that's intimidating. Maybe I don't want to live a holy lifestyle. Maybe I don't want to be perfect. Maybe I can't be. Maybe it's so far out there that this is just a dream. It's a wish or it's not even a wish. I just want to get into heaven. So I loved how different translations and versions and Bibles just put this out, living the new life, how to live the new life, put on the new self. We are a new creation. And in the message, I love how they, the message puts it. It says, he is your life. He is your life. And so let's read again. This is Colossians 3, 1. This is from the New Living Translation. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Are you a follower of Jesus? Are you one that has identified with the cross, one through the death and burial of Jesus, the resurrection and ascension into heaven, the fact that he's a mediator between God and man, that he sits 
with his enemies as a footstool, that Jesus has everything? Are we a follower of Jesus, or do we just believe that there is a God, believe in a religion that we just hope is true? Even the demons believe, and they are scared at God's name, but we as a Christian, not the Christian religion, but as a Christian, we choose to follow the example of Jesus. As he lived, as we learn throughout Scripture, as he reveals by the Holy Spirit, we are a follower of Jesus. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This is... Romans 10, verse 9, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. We go on, verses 10 through 13. It says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. Now let's get practical for a little bit. I've been told that sometimes my sermons do not have takeaways or handles or things to hold on to. They have more doctrine or theology. And I just want to say, to make it most practical, for there is no distinction between black or white or Asian. There's no distinction between Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative. There's no distinction between those that vote this way or go that way. There's no distinction between that sinner or that sinner or that saint or that saint. There's no distinction for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his reaches on all who call on him. That's the thing. There's a distinction between those that call on the name of Jesus and those that don't. There's no distinction between your skin color, between your upbringing. There's no distinction based on how you grew up, your nature versus nurture, your background, what you choose to believe in politics. The only thing that matters where God bestows his riches on all who call on him is do you call on the name of Jesus for salvation? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What is a Christian? Who is a Christian? Well, in Ephesians, we find these words, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. God saved you by his grace, by grace through faith, but by grace. It's not something we had to work for. It's not something that we could achieve because salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So no one can boast about it. It's not something that we tried so hard that we achieved, that we accomplished, that we made it, that we put together, that we obeyed. It's no because we love Jesus, we begin to change our lifestyle. We begin to change our thoughts. We renew our minds so God can do what only he can do after we embrace his grace and choose his love for us. While that we were still sinners, he died for us. For we are God's masterpiece. He was created. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We desire to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Acknowledge and accept, embrace and incarnate. What does that mean? That means to live out the incarnation of Jesus is a fact that Jesus 
came in the flesh, deity in the flesh. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. You have not done enough good things to receive God's grace, his forgiveness. This is not a religion where we believe it relies on this. This is a religion, a faith, a lifestyle where we say as we say it all is God. It all is Jesus. We desire him. Acknowledge that, accept that, embrace that fact, and then allow Jesus to live in you and live that truth out. Our new identity is found acknowledging, accepting, embracing who he says we are, who he created us to become. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. This is the New International Version. We say this repeatedly. We read this verse repeatedly from different translations. So hopefully it soaks in, it sinks in. We understand since you have been raised with Christ, you are now a follower of Jesus. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God that handles and takeaways versus the doctrine and religion. The doctrine and religion is going to help us live this out. Remember, this is a church that Paul wrote to from prison. Paul wrote to them because they were so earthly minded. They were they were so spiritually minded. They were no earthly good. They had the doctrine, the theology, but how did they live it out? How did this man named Jesus who was beaten and crucified really matter to them? The fact that they did not just have to wait to die and go to heaven or be taken to heaven. They did not just have to wait for that fact that they could live God's eternal life now because of the fact of Jesus. They could change their thinking because God did it, not because of their own efforts. They could live differently, not because they had the power, but because they embraced God's grace. They decided to pursue who Jesus was. Are you pursuing who Jesus was? who Jesus is? Are you filling your mind with things that build up, things that encourage, things that we are blessed with, the blessing of conviction where God removes and takes away the sin that we harbor, the sin that so easily entangles, the things that burden us down? Are we quick to say, Jesus, I want more of you, or do we still rely on Jesus? I love your salvation and the fact that I have heaven as my hope, but now on earth, I need to survive. I need to strive. I need to do. I need to or do we find the rest in Jesus, the rest in him? English Standard Version, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, seek the things that are above. Where have I heard that before? Well, perhaps in Matthew 9, at least Matthew 6, 9 through 13, this is where I was prompted. Pray then. Like this, this is often referred to as the Lord's Prayer, where the disciples ask Jesus. So it's more the disciples' prayer. It's Jesus' example to them. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Set your mind on things above. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Set your minds on things above, not on things that are on earth. Set your minds on godly things. How do you set your mind on godly things? You need to know what those godly things are. How do you know? Well, spend time with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. 
meditating and praying, meditating over scripture, read scripture, memorize scripture. It's not how much it's that you allow it to change your life and you begin to ask questions. Yes, not blindly accept, not just say, I am going to uh, just be open to whatever. But it's, I am going to focus on what Scripture says and allow the Holy Spirit to change my mind and change my heart so it reveals His truth through my lifestyle. Set your minds above to be applied here on earth. How can what God has established in heaven be applied here on earth? How do you filter that pure thinking? How do you filter that pure thinking? You filter through Jesus. What was Jesus uh, called to do? Why did Jesus come to earth? Jesus was to do the will of the Father. The will of the Father was to seek and save the lost. Jesus was to do the will of the Father. The will of the Father was to seek and save the lost. How do we do this? Well, as he said, as you go, go and make disciples. This is how we live like Jesus. We go and make disciples as we follow his example to do the will of the Father. We go to seek and save the lost. We are not the Savior. We cannot bring salvation to anyone in ourselves, but we can present Jesus to people where we are growing in our faith, where we are the answer to someone's prayer, where we understand that Jesus is alive in us and makes a change in our minds to bring glory to him. For you died to this life, and your real life is now hidden with Christ in God. I love this verse. I say it over and over and over for you died to the way you once lived. You are a new creation. You are born again. You are washed clean. You are made new. For you died to this life. And your real life is hidden with Christ. In the Bible study, Mostly Healthy Discipleship, the book study, we're talking about the Americanized Jesus is not great. It's the crucified Jesus that we preach. From 1 Corinthians one twenty three. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. We preach a defeated Christ during that small <clears throat> fragment of history. For that small piece, Jesus was crucified. He was defeated. He lost. But we know that what came out of that, we can identify with the loss, the sorrow, the mourning. We can preach Christ crucified, which is a stumbling block, knowing knowing that he is now victorious for you died for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God are we content am I content being hidden with Christ being associated with who Jesus is Christ crucified because that's what we have to do with ourselves not literally not physically but in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirit, that we allow God to change us, to take that nature that wants to do our own thing, that wants to pursue that American dream. We allow God to change us, to pursue him, and to understand that he longs to seek and save the lost. And the only way we could do that, it's not for us to make converts, but for us to grow up in our faith, to mature as believers, to become disciples who make disciples, because that is what a disciple does. This is what they said, and I agree with. As you're hidden with Christ and God, you believe the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was, <coughs> excuse me, was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the church universal, the big C church. Those are followers of Jesus, regardless of denomination, regardless of background. All they say is, I believe that Jesus has come by grace through faith. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth. That is the church universal, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. And that is what we have as followers of Jesus. We get to say we profess and we proclaim for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ and God, not for people to see, but for people to see Jesus in his forgiveness and his grace and his love and his mercy and his conviction and his salvation and his justification and his help, his resurrection. That is what people are to see and we are hidden with him and God and let people see God because he is the power to change, to help, to heal, to free. He is the one that brings salvation. He is the one we can follow as Lord. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Share in all his glory. Verse 4 of chapter 3, all his glory. What is glory? Glory is splendor, brilliant honor, and praise. We get to share in everything that Jesus is celebrated. I was reminded as the World Series are taking place, and the team that I root for is not in it, but the team I root for has won four in this uh, new millennium. Is that what we call it? From 2004, 7, 13, and 18. We were spoiled as the fan that I am. But I, I get to say, yeah. The Reds, we won. And it's like, I, I'm not on the team. I don't work for them. I don't receive a paycheck. But with being a follower of Jesus, we get to say, yes, we share the glory that God gets because he offers that to us as co-laborers, as joint heirs of Jesus. We get to share in his glory. We get to share in his glory. But I'm so reminded that there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. There's this thought of fear. You need to fear God. You need to fear making a mistake. You need to fear messing up. You need to fear making God disappointed. You need to fear God's salvation. Perfect love drives out fear. His love, his justice, his mercy, his salvation, his grace drives out that fear. So we do not need to fear God. We need to reverently respect and obey him. But when we question, we wonder like, Jeff, am I really saved? When we look at scripture, am I really a follower of Jesus? Oh, I struggle. Do I want to be made new? Do you want to want to receive Jesus? And if you want to want to, then want to, and then 
as you acknowledge, you accept, and you embrace, and you confess your sins, and you believe in your heart that you've received by His grace through your faith that He is Lord, and so that fear, that anxiety, that nervousness, that uncertainty, God gives us peace and freedom and hope. And when Christ, who is your life, and when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. When Christ, who is your life, when his forgiveness, the redemptive blood of his sacrifice, pours over you, graphic, but metaphorically, his blood seeps into our bodies through our pores and into our bloodstream that it becomes our very heartbeat, not of our own agenda, not of ourselves, not on what this world says, not on what our family declares, but the fact that we are new, that he is our life, that we've been raised with him, so we've sacrificed the past to move to what's better, his best, when he is your life. He will reveal to the whole world that we are his and he is for them that we might be used of God to reach the lost and share that truth with one another. That is, um, that's a sermon. And if you come to the in-person at nine, or if you just YouTube, you can listen to Zach Williams to the table. Because this salvation is for you and for your family. It's for your neighbors and your co-workers. It's for your friends. It's for those that you don't know if they would ever receive Jesus or go to church or become a Christian. It's not about a religion. It's about following Jesus. And there's room at the table. Hear the voice of love that's calling. There's a chair that waits for you. Jesus, we thank you so much that you make us new, that it's by your grace. May we accept through faith, confess with our mouth, and believe in our heart. Set our minds on things above and allow you to work and change our minds, our hearts, and our lives to be used of you, to reveal your truth in love to others that we would not fear. We would not strain and try so hard believing that we can accomplish anything so that we could get a pat on the back so we could feel that we added to what you've done, but that we would just receive as a gift your grace, your sacrifice, your salvation, your freedom, your healing, your truth. We thank you, Jesus, that we can remain hidden with you in God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.